Well, good morning. It is wonderful to have each and every one of you here this morning. Please turn with me in your red hymnals to number 549, and we'll sing the doxology together. Number 549 in your red hymnal. number 723. Whoever loves me will obey my message. My father will love him, and my father and I will come to him and live with him. Whoever does not love me does not obey my words. The message you have heard is not mine, but comes from the father who sent me. I have told you this while I am still with you. The helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the father will send in my name, will teach you everything and make you remember all that I have told you. Peace I leave with you, my own peace I give you. I do not give it to you as the world does. Do not be worried and upset. Do not be afraid. Amen. Our first hymn this morning is number 191, Mine Eyes Have Seen the Glory. Number 191.
a little motivation for you this morning. I knew you thought it was going to be an easy ride sitting in chapel this morning. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you brought us here this morning to come and worship you. And Lord, you know of the needs and requests that we have in our own individual lives, the struggles that we are going through, the challenges that we are facing. And Lord, we just come before you with all of those needs because we know that you do hear our prayers. And God, I would ask that you would give each and every one of us the understanding, the wisdom, and the faith that we need to have as we look to your will for our lives. Lord, we think of the needs of family members and of friends. Lord, we think of the needs of other patients throughout this medical center, the staff that are working today, the family members that will be visiting. Lord, we lift up their needs and their requests in their lives as well. Because, God, you remind us again and again to pray for each other, to pray for those that we don't even know, perhaps, or have a relationship with. But, God, you want us to always lift each other up in prayer. And we are doing that right now, collectively, as one body of believers in your Son, Jesus Christ. And so, God, we are so thankful. And we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth and heaven. And give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is number 138, Standing on the Promises of Christ My King. Number 
scripture reading this morning is found in 1 John chapter 5, beginning with verse 1. Everyone who believes that Jesus is the Christ is born of God, and everyone who loves the Father loves his child as well. This is how we know that we love the children of God, by loving God and carrying out his commands. In fact, this is love for God to keep his commands, and his commands are not burdensome. For everyone born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that has overcome the world, even our faith. Who is it that overcomes the world? Only the one who believes that Jesus is the Son of God. This is the one who came by water and blood, Jesus Christ. He did not come by water only, but by water and blood. And it is the Spirit who testifies, because the Spirit is the truth. But there are three that testify, the Spirit, the water, and the blood, and the three are in agreement. We accept human testimony, but God's testimony is greater because it is the testimony of God, which he has given about his Son. Whoever believes in the Son of God accepts this testimony. Whoever does not believe God has made him out to be a liar because they have not believed the testimony of God has given about his Son. And this is the testimony. God has given us eternal life, and this life is in his Son. Whoever has the Son has life, and whoever does not have the Son of God does not have life. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that each and every one of us is here to worship you. And Lord, we have been doing that right now by the hymns that we have sung, by the scriptures that we have read, by the prayers that we have said together. And God, I would ask that you would help us to collectively continue our act of worship to you, because we know that it pleases you, and we also know that as we are worshiping, you speak to each and every one of us in a very special way. Thank you, God, and help me, I pray, in Christ's name. Amen. I don't know how your week went, but mine was an, instant, an interesting week. In fact, as most weeks, and I'm sure most of your weeks as well, you have those ups and downs, right? Those peaks and valleys that you experience, different things that take place in our lives that gives us those lows, but also those good things that give us those highs that we are so precious about and so thankful for. For Lynn and I, I can say that one of the things that is a natural high for us is spending time with our grandchildren, and we have many. We have 14 now, and we always look forward to our times being with them. In fact, one of our grandsons, uh, his name is Noah, and uh, he's a pretty interesting little guy. In other words, he, in fact, I'll, I'll actually share this. He doesn't say mama to his mama. He says mama to his grandmama. And of course, my daughter, who is the mama, gets a little annoyed because he calls grandma mama. And so we always play this little game with him in terms of, who's your mama? And of course, he goes to grandmama instead of his mom. 
But we assure our daughter that, you know, you're always his mother and you always will be his mother and eventually he will figure it out that he needs to call you mama as well. In fact, he actually calls grandpa mama, so I don't get too offended by that either. But you know, those are the things that we look forward to be with our grandchildren because there's a sense of innocence that is still there in their lives and it's always in my opinion, so rewarding just to be with them because their eyes are open and excited about all the things that are taking place in their lives. And we as adults, as we get older, I think sometimes we don't see those good things that are around us in our lives, those good things that we should cherish. As we get older, as we journey through life, we probably get a little cynical about things, right? We get pretty pessimistic about things that are taking place in our lives. We get a little negative about those things that we should be positive because we've had experiences that give us that tendency to have a negative attitude in our lives. And we all do that. I do that. But God reminds me many times that There are so many good things that are taking place in our lives. And one of them, I think, is the realization that we've read in the scriptures this morning that if you have trusted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, that you have a connection with God and faith believing that can never be taken away from you. In fact, that connection with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, tells us that we have overcome the world and all the different things that take place in our world in which we live. And there are a lot of negative things that take place in our lives, isn't there? There's a lot of negative circumstances that we experience on a regular basis. But the Scriptures remind us this morning that We have overcome the world. And so therefore we should not think like the world does. We need to think differently as followers of Jesus Christ. And I think one of the ways that we exhibit a different way of thinking that overcomes the world is the sense of confidence of what we believe in as followers of Jesus Christ that sense of confidence, that we know that we have a relationship with God. We know that we are connected to God. We know that God is living in our lives through the presence of the Holy Spirit. We know that God has forgiven us of our sins, past, present, and future. And it should give us a sense of confidence as we approach each day in our lives. It should give us that sense of confidence that we have an optimism about our lives. And I think that's something that the world is sadly needing, that it doesn't seem to have confidence in certain things, in institutions. It doesn't have a sense of optimism. On the contrary, it has the sense of pessimism. And it doesn't mean that we don't do things in our lives to try to correct those institutions that we are a part of. 
It doesn't mean that we don't try to make the effort to do the right things in our lives that has the best possible outcome for the most people that are involved. But yet we can only do those things when we have that confidence of walking with God. We can only do those things when we have the optimism of walking with God. Because if you have confidence, if you have optimism, it gives you a clarity of thought that provides you the purpose of why you are here and what you should be doing. If you don't have confidence as you walk each day, if you don't have optimism as you walk each day, are you going to have clarity of thought and clarity of purpose as you carry out the normal things you do every day? The answer to that question is no. Because if you walk as the world walks, if you walk in negativity, as you walk in pessimism, you are not going to have clarity of thought to sense that purpose that God wants you to have. That purpose of living for Him. That purpose of sharing Christ with others. That purpose of doing the right thing. Because when we do those things, we are acknowledging our relationship with God. That we are children of God and that God loves us and we have that special connection because we are born of God through what his son Jesus Christ did for us on the cross and when we sense that every day even though we have challenges even though there are things that we have to overcome even though that there is negativity that we have to deal with even though there's pessimism that we have to see our way through the confidence that we have in Christ gives us those optimistic thoughts to see us through those times. Those times when things may be not so clear. Those things when things may be not so light. Those things that may be heavy. Those things that may be considered darkness. God gives us that confidence to walk through those times with Him. He gives us that confidence so we know that as we are connected with Him, He gives us that strength that we need to have. Because we walk in that sense of spirit and in truth. And when you walk in a sense of spirit and of truth in your life, it gives you that optimism. It gives you that confidence because you know why you believe what you believe. And as you are following out God's command, and the last time we had chapel together, we talked about God's command, and that command was what? To love one another. And in doing so, we are revealing the connection that we have with God. When we love one another, even though there are negative things happening in our lives, we are announcing to the world that we are confident in Christ. Because it is that relationship in Christ that we have that overcomes the world. I don't know if you've ever read the story or seen the movie about Dorian Gray. Are you familiar with that Oscar Wilde story where there is a picture, a portrait painted of him, and as he goes through his life, the portrait stays 
in a sense of decay as the different things that he does in his life, but yet he still stays young as a person. And then when he finally sees the portrait as it's been covered up, the portrait exhibits not the youth, not the clarity of purpose, but it shows the ugliness of all the things that he has done in his life. Have you, are you familiar with the story? And what's interesting about that story is, in our own lives, I think if we had a portrait painted of us that represented all of the goodness of our lives, all of the goodness that we represent as being connected to God through His Son, Jesus Christ, when you and I came to know Christ as our own personal Savior, and God saw us for the first time as one of his children, as one of his own. And that's how God sees us. The portrait that is good, the portrait that shows the grace of God, the portrait that shows the forgiveness of sin in our lives, that it has all been taken away, it has all been made right. But you see, the world doesn't have that portrait. They have that portrait of ugliness. The portrait of all of the evil that is taking place in the world, of all the wrong things that are committed. But yet you and I have a portrait that is pure, that is honest, that is beautiful. Because that's how God sees us. And when we think of that, when we think of the portrait that we have in front of God, it represents the connection we have with God. The spirit of truth that is in our lives, the eternal life that we have partaken of in that relationship. The fact that we know that God hears us when we cry out to Him. He hears us when we praise Him. He hears us when we are singing to Him and making joyful music and joyful song. He hears us when we read the Scriptures together. He hears us when we come collectively to worship Him. That is the goodness of the portrait of our lives, individually and collectively as a body of believers in Jesus Christ. Because we have that confidence because of the truth that we represent. And because we are born of God, we are in that relationship with God that keeps us safe. That keeps us safe in our walk with Him. That keeps us safe in the purpose as we walk with God. That keeps us safe in understanding and the confidence that we have gives us the freedom gives us the freedom to live our lives the way that God wants us to live them. Gives us the freedom and the confidence that as we go forth and as we make mistakes and as we fall down, God says, look up to me because I see you as without sin. Because of my grace, I have forgiven you whatever you have done. And because of that, you have a purpose by believing in me. 
So no matter how far we have walked away from God, no matter how far we have tried to paint our old worldly picture of ourselves in our own ugliness, God has said, you have been made right. You have been given a picture of loveliness and of beauty in my eyes. Because you are one of my children. You are one of my sons. You are one of my daughters. You are part of my family. And you are connected with me. And it is in that that we understand that as we walk with God, that we walk by faith. That we understand that as the world is going on around us, that we are not to be like the world, but we are to be like God the Father, who loves us just the way we are, who accepts us with all of our imperfections, all of our frailties, all of our mistakes. He still loves us. And he wants us to always believe in him, to always walk in that spirit in truth. Because when we do that, we have the confidence to go through those difficult times. When we do that, we can sense that purpose that gives us that optimism to look up to God, to grab hold of the relationship that he wants us to have, to open up our hearts and minds and to sense his presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives, just loving us and caring for us. And when we do that, we truly do exhibit and overcome the world that is around us. Because the world cannot sense God's love the way that you and I sense it. The world is missing out on the confidence that it can have, on the optimism that it can have, because it does not have God in their lives. But you and I do. You and I walk in that truth. You and I walk by faith and not by sight. You and I have that purpose of showing others the way, of providing others that truth by how we live our lives. And in doing so, as we have that truth, no matter what those circumstances might be that we are dealing with, we can go through them because we are not alone. God is always with us. The presence of His Spirit is in our lives. He is there to help us. He is there to give us that insight. He is there to give us that wisdom. But we can only hear God when we truly are connected with Him. When we are open to the things of God. So it is my hope and prayer that as we look at our relationship with God through His Son, Jesus Christ, that we see the life that he has given us. Not just the eternal life that we have to look forward to in terms of eternity, but the life that he wants us to live right now, today. And in doing so, we truly acknowledge that we are connected with him. Amen.
Let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts for communion this morning. And it is always wonderful that we have an opportunity to do communion because we publicly are acknowledging the connection that we have with God through his Son, Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful for this time that we have had. And Lord, forgive us when we have not had the confidence, when we have not had the optimism, when we have been thinking about things and of circumstances the way that the world does. But God, remind us that in your eyes, our picture has been made beautiful. Our picture has been made without blemish because of your grace. And because of the blood in the water, our picture has been made pleasing and acceptable to you. And God, we just want to reestablish that connection. We just want to be open to you. We just want to be made right. We just want to be made whole. We just want to have that truth in our lives that gives us that peace that we so desire. Lord, we thank you for this time of communion when we can publicly be that testimony to that relationship. Thank you for forgiving us of our sins and loving us just the way we are. In Christ's name, amen. on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let us partake together. In the same way, 
After supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Please turn with me in your red hymnals to number 137, My Jesus, I Love Thee. Number 137 in the red hymnal, My Jesus, I Love Thee. in your truth to always love you in the same way that you always love each and every one of us help us to do that God and now may the peace of God that passes all understanding 
be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Thank you for coming.